A warm welcome to Questions Worth Asking, a podcast where we capture and translate wisdom from multiple disciplines in order to fuel the next generation of changemakers. Hello, welcome back to Questions Worth Asking. This is Season 2, Episode 8. I'm Priya. And I'm John. So I'm really excited about today's episode. I've had a lot of personal involvement in this field um, over the last year and um, we have a guest on um, who I've known for about a year. Uh, So we have Jenny. Um, If you want to say a quick hello, Jenny. Hello, everyone. Hello. Um, Jenny is a health coach who I've been working with for the past year and I've got really interested in this field, which I think is becoming quite big around functional medicine or health coaching or really taking a different look about how we manage health. And so we thought it'd be really interesting because we often do a lot of our work in businesses, but to look at coaching in a very different setting um, in the in the medical profession. So Jenny, I guess I will show my own ignorance, uh, having not worked with a health coach in the past. Can you just help me and everybody understand what is health coaching? What is functional health? Where is the field headed? What what does it look like? Absolutely. If I just give you um, a brief summary of what functional medicine is. So in a nutshell, the idea behind functional medicine is that it's about treating the individual. So not the symptoms, not their disease, but looking at the individual as a whole person um, and how all the body parts interrelate with each other and where is basically the best place to start in improving their overall health, moving them forward and making small changes and sustainable changes that can basically then bring that person to being them the best the the best self that they can be. So many parallels between that and actually coaching in a in a business setting. So so for example, if I'm if I've got a new assignment and I'm coaching somebody, there might be a performance issue or something like that. Mm. I don't come in as a coach to solely focus on the performance issue. I'd come in to focus on the whole person, the performance exactly. issue of which is just one um, one issue. Uh, within the kind of whole thing that that person's about. So what you said about treating the patient, not the disease, that sounds really interesting. Can you say a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that's key, Priya, as to what you've just said, is that my role isn't to be the dictator. I'm not there to be the expert uh, or tell them what to do. And I think that's a lot of where medicine has been based in terms of you go along to your doctor and you're told this is you know the medication that you need to take and that will make you become better or that will improve those will improve your symptoms and really a health coach is what I believe is the missing link in the in the medical field or in in the healthcare system so um, receiving a, a client is it's really about assessing where they are in their lives at that point Um, so it might be just in response to your question that they're taking some supplements or they've been advised to uh, eat a healthier diet with more vegetables and my role would be to bridge that gap so they know what they've got to do and what they need to be what they need to do to be healthy but actually how are they then going to get that motivation to implement and to make those changes so my role would be to kind of guide that client through and literally look at it in small changes to their lifestyle day by day to make it more manageable on a daily basis and realistic for them so that it doesn't feel so overwhelming because actually 
even the smallest of changes can sometimes feel like you've got to turn your life upside down because you've got to change a habit that you've been doing for such a long time. And that's a, a lot of where coaching comes into is it's the behavioural side and it's those changes that a client needs to make. Where are the sort of um, health boundaries then? I'm mm. thinking for me, um, uh, over the past several years or so, I've added in yoga and meditation and Ayurveda and practices like that. But I'm I'm guessing a functional health coach wouldn't go that route or what's what's in your repertoire I guess well that's a really interesting point John I think that's what's so special about health coaching is that they're not it's not just looking at one aspect so it's it's interesting that you bring up the yoga side of things because obviously that's more in the medit uh, the meditation side mm. the spiritual side mm. and that's really key to somebody's overall health and well-being because they've got to be in um, a relax they've, they've got to be in a relaxed state of mind they've got to have that self-efficacy that self-belief that they can make changes and it might be that something like yoga or meditation or small um, medita um, meditative I think that's the word you can say <laughs> exercises maybe that puts them in that mindset that then they can believe they can do those things. So actually, health coaching, when you say the word health, you just think about being healthy, but it's it's about looking at the mind, it's about looking at the body. So that can spread and merge into lots of different aspects, like yoga, mm. like eating, healthy eating, stress management, exercise. Actually, I was new to health coaching, so I only kind of just started last year. And mm. one of the things that has really been a massive learning for me is about, and you touched on it earlier, about the nature of expertise. So yes. I'm a child of the NHS. You know, I've always, if, I've, if I'm sick or whatever, I go to the doctor. They tell me to do something and then I go and do it. I don't kind of, I never used to really question that. And yeah. I think now, you know, we all know Dr. Google, right? We can all, you know, Google our symptoms and... And, and panic. And panic, absolutely. <laughs> yes. like, I've, I've done that. You must have oh, done that yes. as well, right? Mm. Everybody's done Everybody's that. Everybody's done that. <laughs> um, but, but it does feel like the nature of expertise is changing because now when I go to a doctor, if they give me a prescription for something, I don't automatically take that. I then go and research it. Or I know, Jenny, you and I have had conversations. Mm. And almost sometimes I've had to be at a crossroads of deciding, well, this is the, um, you know, God love the NHS. I love them. But they're there to treat, um, you know, they're there to treat my symptoms. Mm. Whereas I'm looking at overall health. And I think a lot of people now, you know, if you think about longevity or well-being, people have a very different view about what well-being is. And, and some people have negative connotations around certain medicines like side effects or big pharma or things like that. And it makes me curious about the nature of expertise. Like, I think that's changing in the health industry. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where... I think that's where it's not moving away from, but it's evolving. So I just sort of ping a question back to you, Priya, in, in terms of what do you believe self-care is? What mm. do you believe that what do you believe that health is to you? It's really interesting. And and, and you know, I think it's changed. I mm. think that for me, like two years ago, I think it was about 
you know, I was like, I, I, I didn't really, I'm not particularly somebody that takes medication for the sake of medication. I don't particularly take paracetamol or things like that. But if I was unwell, I would go to the doctor. Mm. You know, if I was really unwell, I'd go to the doctor. Whereas I think it has changed. I think I think my definition of self-care probably does, to your point, John, include things like mental health now. And I don't think mm. a couple of years ago it did. It probably includes lifestyle changes around how much vegetable you know I probably monitor how many vegetables I eat on a daily basis whereas five years ago I was probably probably Weight Watchers generation which was all about calories you know when I was growing up it was all about calories calories. yeah Yeah, numbers but but it it feels different now like the the industry you know the people talk about macros like how much protein you eat every day or how much carbohydrates you eat you you eat every day so I think self-care is is much more expanded for me Mm. that's that's what it'd be for me what would it be for you John I'm thinking very similar um activity exercise i mean i guess we've always said it our entire life but that's where i'm thinking mental health physical health spiritual health i I do i'll admit i use my um cell phone quite a bit more for health than i have in the when i first got the phone so i don't know maybe i should the positive side of right but i mean (laughs) and yet somehow trying to not either become addicted or over-reliant on yeah, having more screen time than, than sort of enjoying the walk or the run or the the workout or the the number, uh, the grams of sugar I've had, right? Yeah, like all yeah, of that yeah. is tracked now. So, really? So you track your food yeah, and everything? Yeah, I, I watch it. Yeah, not not daily, but it is, it's you watched. Watch. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. So very similar to that. Um, I have a Fitbit now. Yep. So I track things like my sleep. Um, or how many steps I walk in a day. So that my, my access to health data is very different. Like five years ago, I'd be aware if I was unwell, I probably wouldn't be monitoring my wellness. Mm. Um, and I think that's key, Priya, because that empowers you mm. in your health to take back responsibility for it. And that's the whole that's the whole thing about health coaching is that you can take an active role in your health. You are part of the process. So you have these tools to be able to monitor and track your health. And then perhaps on some days, it's not something that you have to use. Maybe some days it actually doesn't have a benefit, you know, like going on a walk, for example. Maybe you don't want to track your steps and you want to leave it, leave it at mm. home. And that's maybe when the spiritual side kicks in actually that's not good for your mental health it's also interesting how it shifts in terms of life stages because i would say in my 20s if i turned up at an aerobics class it's because i wanted to look good when i went out on a friday night in whatever (laughs) dress i wanted to wear um and i think in my 30s it's much more about you know heart health and bone death you know what i mean there's Mm. there's, i'm still exercising but for very very different reasons than i was in my 20s yeah, we were having a discussion about this a couple of weeks ago and that both of us agreed that what we viewed as our health now in terms of how we look out, look after ourselves and self-preservation is so different mm. than what it was in our 20s because now we're doing it for longevity. We're doing it to make sure that we're looking after our body, we're caring for ourselves. Whereas, as you said before, maybe you weren't doing it for those reasons but for reasons that you look good or it's because what you should it's it's viewed as that's what you should be doing so for our listeners if someone's listening there whatever life stage they're at 
or kind of whatever approach that they've got towards their health or their wellness Mm. are there any kind of real questions worth asking that you think are really pivotal in this space or you find really useful to clients to help them think about their health yeah I think the biggest question I would probably pose is it's about starting where that person is so it could just be the simplest of things of them thinking how do they feel about them themselves what what if any how no matter how small a change needs to be what would their change be and I think that's where the starting point's got to be and that everybody is so different um and it's it's Health coaching is where you guide somebody from the point that they feel they need to move on from. And also it, it's implementing a journey. You know, I always used to view health as, health as when I've done that or when I am eating healthier, I will be like this. And actually, it's not necessarily being at that point. It's, it's a constant journey that can be quite slow. And maybe it's a bit of trial and error sometimes as well in terms of you try something out and actually it doesn't suit you or eating vegetables or um, doing a certain exercise. And I just relate that back to myself in that I always used to think going to the gym was exercise, which it obviously is, but it wasn't the type of exercise that suited me. And it took me quite some time, probably over a year to find an exercise that I actually felt pushed me physically but also mentally and that just happened to be yoga so it might be just looking into something as simple as that but the key thing is to start is to start from a point from where that person is in their life at this moment it seems helpful to me it might be the way you were answering that question but I just find myself curious as to what got you into functional health. Mm. Where where did the excitement or the experience or the interest yeah, first no, come up for a, you? That's an interesting question. Um, I always had such an interest in food right from a young age in terms of baking and cooking. And as a result of that, I did uh, home economics as an A-level, which I just loved because that wasn't just looking at... Um, recipes and cooking but it was understanding the science behind the food so really seeing food as medicine as to why that was important and how that could help you and equip you for a healthy life so that then drove me into um, studying nutrition at university and I'm always someone who's suffered with tiredness and fatigue um, and there weren't really any answers as to why I did And so that's what took me into functional medicine health coaching, because that's where you are looking at the person as a whole. And I coach people now, but it's put me on such a learning journey myself in terms of I didn't actually know I needed to make changes. But because I was put in that sphere of helping other people, it made me self-reflect, which is probably one of the biggest tools um, that health coaching can offer somebody And it makes you think about what improvements that you could make in your own life. And that's what's brought me here now. There's so many parallels between that and coaching or doing OD work or, you know, we do the work with our clients and really we're always doing our own work as well, aren't we? It's being part of the process and it's it's having that discussion in a trusted relationship. And I think the biggest thing that um, through the functional medicine health coaching is actually how important it is to be listened, Mm. to have that discussion and to feel that you've been heard 
and then that you've got somebody on your side to support you through making changes. I remember reading some research from the States that they said the biggest um, signifier about whether you see your doctor or not is um, whether or not you felt listened to. So the more mm. likely you are to feel listened to, the less likely you are to see, see your doctor. I thought that was just such an interesting stat and absolutely bears witness, Jenny, to what um, to what you've said. Thank you so much for Thank coming and joining much. us um, today. You've you definitely stimulated a lot of thinking um, about some of the par- parallels. So thank you. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. So it's goodbye from John and I, who are recording face-to-face, which we rarely do. So goodbye from the UK. Goodbye from the UK. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks a lot. Bye. 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 Thank you for being with us. Until next time, it's your turn to ask the questions worth asking.